That's getting cut out just like last week. The, the intros always get cut out, people. Always get cut out. People. You don't want to know the reality. Yeah, do not just take the blue pill and move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Woo! Woo! Can you hear the snares vibrate when I say woo? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to leave that on. Yeah, it's cool. All right. I'm counting you in in full-on 80s rock style. Okay, cool. One, two, three, four. And I punched my fist there just because it made me feel like that. <laughs> Juno came in. She was like, that's an awesome cowbell, Dad. I'm like, that's the Mike Johnston groove bell, babe. <laughs> that's, that's what pays for your dry <laughs> food, baby. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> Dry food. This girl, come on, look at her. She's a diva. This is Mariah Carey right yeah, here. Yeah, I bet she gets her food delivered by a farmer on his on his knapsack. Yeah, what like, you know? What's she on? What's she on? I bet she's on some funky stuff. Yeah, it's called like I think it's called Farmer's Dog, um, but it is it's 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 more expensive than the food I eat. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackson's on some good shit as well. Yeah, yeah. that's I mean. There are dogs. We spoil them. Yeah. Um, I hope, I mean, <laughs> now she's sitting in the corner just sulking. Yeah. I hope that one day Jackson and Juno get to meet. Oh, man. Just so, because I want, I want Jackson to spread his legs, <laughs> go for a real greyhound run, just so that Juno, who thinks she's a greyhound because she's a greyhound, can yeah. look at it and go, Dad, did you see that stuff? And be like, yeah. That's a real. That's an. That's an athlete right there. Yeah, he is, mate. You are Cher. You are Mariah Carey. You are a diva that doesn't like other dogs, and you don't want anybody sniffing your butt. And I get it. You're my daughter. I I back you 100. percent But you're a little little snoochy. Yeah, a little snoochy. See, Jackson's like the opposite. Jackson's like a rough. Uh, so he got he uh, grew up. Uh, I can't, I love how we're talking about our dogs right now. He 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 grew grew up in Scotland in a really rough part of Scotland, okay, um, on a very dodgy track. So he was a racer, and this wow. track actually we found out uh, they used to drug them with cocaine, yeah, to make them run faster, to make them run faster. And then if they, because obviously it's all flipping, you know, what's the what's the word? Um, like they they know who they they know who is going to lose and win. It's all it's fixed. Be- it's all fixed. It's all like fixed betting. And then if they want the dog to lose, um, uh, they would just like fill them up with food. And then for those oh. dogs who they wanted to win, they would sort of drug them and then just like make them go to the toilet before. Anyway, that was a little bit negative. But anyway, he was a number one racer and I think he was drug free. So come on. There we go. <laughs> there we go, Jackson. <laughs> That's my boy. Jackson Thrower now living the life. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. living the life. He's got his own Instagram page. He's showing he the other hounds. One. He's like, you can make it too. You just got to believe. Where's Juno's page? Has she got one? No. Uh. I just, I, I talked to her about it early on and I just said, look, it's up to you. How public do you want this thing to be? And she just said, look, just put me in a couple of your YouTube videos. Yeah. If you need more views, put me in the video. And yeah. I said, I get it. I, I know, yeah. I know where you're coming from. So she likes her privacy. She likes her privacy, but you know. She uh she is a I mean you'll see when you get here she's the sweetest dog but she cares nothing about anything other than herself so like right. she's a cat she will yeah. meet you and sniff you and she'll smell some Jackson on your on your pants on your mm. shoes and she'll be like okay he's cool he can sleep in the house but that's it I'm never yeah. talking to him again so yeah fair enough the cat yeah. vibe it's the cat good. vibe is very real I've met some human beings and I'm like you should be a cat. <laughs> Yeah, totally. You know, yeah, I'm like looking at them like, where's the te- when's the tail going to pop out, mate? Are you, Dude, okay, like, you are a cat Speaking vibe. of that, speaking of cat vibe, <laughs> I was explaining to the lady that does my hair. She's like, so what's a good drummer? 
And I said, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, what would you call a good drummer? And I was like, oh, like the levels of, of, of awesomeness. And she's like, yeah, what is a drummer awesome? And I'm like, no, I would never say that drummer's awesome. <laughs> and she's like, would you say they're rad? And I'm like, no, even right. for me, California Mike, I would never say that's a rad drummer. So let, I want to discuss this with you and we'll see kind of where we see things. But if you came to me and you said, hey, I heard about this drummer. What do you think of them? My first level of the person can play would be like, oh, yeah, she's a player or he's a player. Yeah. Like I would say like and that to me is me telling you, you could hire them to replace you on an average gig, like a wedding gig. Like, yeah, they're a player. They can they can handle it. The next level for me would be a cat. So if I said, oh, no, he's a cat. Oh, yeah. That means yeah. like, yeah. No, th- no, whatever you need. You need him to pick up one date on a busted tour like he can handle it. Yeah. You know, like so if you said, hey, I need I need someone to fill in for busted. And I heard about this guy, Brian Fraser Moore. I'd be like, oh, no, he's a cat. He can do yeah. it. Like cat means okay. sorted. Sick. Okay. Yeah. The final level for me, I'm going to need I might need you to say it because I can't <laughs> say it. But <laughs> I would say it would be mf like, oh, no, he's not. Oh, OK. OK. Right. Right. So yeah, if yeah, I yeah, drop yeah. that, that means like drum festival, clinic tours playing yeah. with Justin Timberlake on Wednesday, then going and doing the Grammys and the voice on Thursday, like top of the top. So for right. me, it's player means like, no, you're legit. You could handle a, a wedding gig if I threw it your way. You could cover for me on a day of private drum lessons. The next level is cat. That's like, OK, this person can cover you on your gig. This person could actually be added to a clinic tour. And then MF is like top of the top. OK, mine's mine's like, oh, yeah, no, nah, he can play. You know, like, oh, okay, you know, okay. They, they can play, and then yep. it's like, uh, oh no, like serious, like no, nah, he's a serious player or she's a serious player. You okay, know, like S- serious player, serious player okay. is like cool, and then the the top top is like, yeah, I hate that guy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Do you know what I mean? yes, I'm like totally. being the most like positive, like n- like no feel, of course, just like yeah, he he makes me sick. Like he actually he's yeah. so good, or she is so good that that I, I just want to sort of quit the drums yes. at, the, at the minute that that for me is is devin taylor i've said it in another episode mate i just yeah i just love uh, i watch this thing on youtube i love getting in a youtube hole one of my favorite things to do i get into right. some weird stuff mate give me 15 <laughs> minutes i'm on some weird weird things yep. but i watched post malone do this like new year's eve like performance and it was like a mini set in like a big warehouse and he had a band and i love when hip-hop artists play with a band it really just like yes. oh mate 100%. and their outros are extended and stuff. And anyway, he had a band and I knew that Devin played with him before, but he was playing this thing and it was just like, my Lord. Like there was one bit and it was an intro to a song and uh, he just came out with this crazy feel. I mean, like you're talking like a linear thing, but to the point where it was like, okay, that was mental. And like even Post Malone turned around and was like laughing because it was so good. And like the whole band were laughing because of this feel for like a good sort of 20 seconds into the song. And it was just like, oh, mate, so good. So Devin, if you're listening, I hate you, mate, in the there most loving way. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so Devin Taylor is your I hate drummer. Got yeah. I'm that's like, like your top I level. I hate him. He's so good. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to be that's done, a- mate. Sometimes you've got to admit defeat, you know, and just go, look. Dude, I agree. I, 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 sometimes you look at somebody and you go, yeah, I just don't have that kind of commitment. I, that's not <laughs> how I would need my life to go. Like, you know, like 
There, at no point in time will I be ready right now in my 40s to be like, I think I'm going to start going back to those eight hour a day practice sessions that I did when I was a kid. Yeah. It's like, because the thing is, when you were a kid, they weren't practice sessions. It was like, what are you going to do today? I'm going to play drums all day long. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, practicing. Yeah. I was playing. I didn't know that I was practicing. And yeah, in that, I'm working on stuff for school band and getting stuff done for my drum teacher. But it wasn't like now where I actually have to carve out time to be like, okay, I'm going to do a 45 minute practice session or a one hour practice session. And so I, I think that those drummers, though, the good thing for us is that we're always going to be trying to catch up to our heroes and we'll never get there. Because the thing is, like the distance between you and Devin Taylor right now, whatever that is, he's practicing as much as you are. So he's gaining he's gaining forward momentum mm -hmm. at the exact same rate you yeah. are. That's what I love about, for me, Dave Weckl. Like Every time I see him, I'm like, that dude still must be practicing because yeah. I haven't closed the gap at all. Where I'm sure, you know, just because I know he's one of your heroes, there was a moment where whatever Lars did was just absolute black magic. Like You couldn't figure it out. And mm -hmm. then at some point, you're like, I can do that stuff. You close the gap on your hero because he was too busy doing world tours and doing 90,000 press conferences a week. Yeah. Well, with the Uber drummers, they're practicing at the same rate we are, so we never get to close the gap. It's, yeah. it's almost like whenever we showed up on the scene, whatever the distance was, it's going to stay there because Benny's practicing, Carter's practicing, everyone's practicing. Yeah, mate. And especially as like when it gets to the point where you think our backgrounds are so different, that plays yeah. a huge factor as well. You know, when like totally. you're brought up in church playing with all these gospel players and playing to gospel yeah. music where I've never been to church in my life. I grew up playing like punk rock and done metal, you know? So totally. it's like, you're never really going to be there anyway because your your backgrounds are so different. And that's, that's, that's what's really cool. But he's I think that's the best part about it is that you can take influence from somebody from the gospel world if you're a rock drummer because you get to then mix it in with your with your rock way of thinking. And like all of a sudden it becomes something very different. And I mean, definitely the the world grooves era or area, excuse me, of music I remember being a new metal drummer and just thinking, dude, if I did that on a China and an 18 inch floor tom, that songo would be very cool. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to take their cowbell part and put that on a stacker. I'm going to take the, the snare part and put that on my floor tom. Now it's a metal groove yeah. and people would be like, oh my gosh, where did you come up with that? I'm like, well, yeah. there's this country called Brazil. And they came <laughs> up with it way before I did. I just borrowed it and put it on some different instruments. So I love that, mate. Yeah. 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 Well, I think the same thing applies to rudiments, which is our main topic today. Woo! I love the little Woo! slide in there. When you were talking, I was thinking about sliding in uh, a relatable sort of thing that tied into what you were doing yesterday, because that really intrigued me. Um, but I didn't get there. I, I couldn't tie it in, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. We had two incredible days. Yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah. I, I saw what you were doing yesterday, and it got me jealous for one reason, because it seems you live in like this. I don't know what. I don't know where it is. I'll see it soon. But... It looks like the most creative, fun, most like a very inspiring and helpful place to be. You know, everyone knows everyone and everyone's out to help each other out. And like what you were talking about in your voice note sounded amazing. So what what went down yesterday? Yeah. So on the same level that I am. Uh, so the building that I'm in is a three story building, but all three stories are open air. So there's no like going into a building and taking an elevator. It's all right. outside. And so we're all we all have balconies and stuff and so on the same level that i am there's a place called granite city co-working which is a co-working spot it's exactly what you would rent if you lived here to do this podcast well mm. i guess you would just do it here but if you <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> i'm like go over there Next right door. now go That'd seven so feet good. over there i don't want to be in a room with you um so yeah so it 
but they have open space that you can rent for cheap where you just have a monthly fee and you just have access to the open space with a kitchen and bathrooms and super fast internet. Then they have private glass door rooms. They have soundproof booths that you can use for extremely important phone calls. They have conference rooms and there's, and you can rent it by the day, by the week, by the month. But the, the main space of it when no, where the offices aren't, Every time I walk in there, there's someone talking about web to someone else who's talking about SEO to someone else who's talking about graphic design. And there's just this hub of creativity happening all the time. And it's right next door. So I walk over all the time. And I'm like, hey, sweatshirt design for campers, anyone? And then like two people will raise their hands. And I'm like, all right, come on over. And then I just pay them some money and it's done. That's and it's so just, sick. it's heaven. So anyways, Granite City Coworking put on this event yesterday now that our uh, mask restrictions restrictions have been lowered and most people in Folsom or in Northern California have at least you either have the vaccine or you've at least had the opportunity to have the mm-hmm. vaccine. So he put on an event that was like to help out local businesses and get people inspired about doing whatever they do, especially if they've made it through these last 18 months. So I spoke through four times, uh, three times about business and one time about matcha and streaming. So it was kind of like three business talks uh, about how to monetize your following. Well, first one was build your following Mm. and the proper ways to build a long-term following and to really take pride in a hundred followers that you gained one at a time organically and they followed you for the right reasons over 10,000 followers that it's like, well, it's because you tagged Justin Bieber in in a cover, but you have nothing to do with Justin Bieber. So you did get the followers, but they're not, they have no impact. They're not mm-hmm. going to do anything you say. They're not yeah. truly following you. So first it was build a following. So that was a one hour class. Then we did monetize your following. How can you take this following of people that are truly loyal to you and make a living off it, which I think everyone in the world deserves to make a living off their passion if they choose to do so. Um, And then the third class was how to diversify that monetization. So what we talked about in making a living on our podcast, like how do you have multiple sources of revenue? And so the cool thing was the groups were somewhat small. I was usually teaching about 15 to 20 people. And I could just say to one person, what do you do? Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in catering and I'm like, okay, So besides actually putting food on somebody's table for a party, how can you how can you monetize that? And we went down all these different options to give this person a way to make five to 10 sources of revenue coming in for their business in case something like covid happens again and you lose your catering business. It's like, well, that's okay. You've got your online classes. You've got your YouTube channel that's bringing in ad stream revenue and like you can make it through the storm. So we did a little bit of that and then. One of the classes was going to be very businessy, and I could feel like the business talk coming on, like ROI and all that crap. And I was, I just thought, no matter what I tell them, and no matter how many notes they take, there will be a moment that they're going to go home with all their notes and all their inspiration, and they're going to sit in front of a camera and they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I because we we're on the same level, I ran over here, grabbed a cinema camera, a lighting rig, a boom mic set it in the middle of the classroom. And I was like, everyone here is going to get up in front of this camera and say, what's up, Instagram? My name is Mike Johnston. Today, we're going to work on paradiddles. And then we just swapped out their name and what they're going to work on. But I wanted them to look down the barrel of the lens. And then I edited the video on a big, like 60-inch TV for them to see. That's sick. It was really cool. And like, you could just... What a cool thing to have, mate. Honestly, that's very rare. Like, that doesn't happen a lot uh, anywhere in the world, mate, to be honest. Like, it's what a lot of towns need. 
just I agree. Yeah, because it, it had nothing to do with drum. It was like, well, I'm a drummer, but whatever I'm doing, those skills translate to whatever you're doing. Yeah. And you being successful at whatever you're doing changes nothing for me. Like I have no reason to not want you to crush whatever you're doing. So we went through all of that. And then we got to talk about lighting techniques and color correction. And and even though it was supposed to be a business class and I just on the fly scratched all of that, it was like, I think this is more important to you guys because you need to understand that it's okay to suck at delivering content to a camera. I also showed them my very first YouTube video and then my most recent one so they could see well, I couldn't do it either. Yeah. But I practiced talking to the camera. So <laughs> yeah. it was good. Now, tell me about your day. You, I don't understand when you say you went to Zildjian. I know it's not the one here in Massachusetts. So is there like a, a warehouse somewhere in the UK and then you just go and it's like Candyland or how does it's, it work? It's like a little room with, okay. um, it's like a, yeah, a little room basically. That's it. <laughs> it's like a little room. It's not like. <laughs> end of the question yeah it's a little room oh my god anywho rudiments sorry for the pause Um, matcha just came out my nose yeah exactly no Um, zildjian's smashing it they've got like a closet here in the uk and there's two symbols and you can have a splash or a set of hats (laughs) i was trying to think like i was trying to describe it in a really cool way but it's like it is just a little room but that's what makes it cool sort of thing um okay basically like headstock distribution here who ian works with and for here in the uk they've got like a very temperature controlled warehouse thing and that's where like they distribute most of the symbols from but okay zildjian have like an artist <laughs> room <laughs> here in the uk and it's a really cool it's not just a room you know you walk in there's a kit there, it's well sim- decorated it's got vibe. yeah and it's yeah. and it's wicked and uh and anyway it's been a long time since i picked out new symbols i've been playing the 19 inch trash crash 15 inch sweet hats and then a crash of doom for ages just that three symbol setup and obviously i'm diving into the world of jazz a little bit and i thought you know what i'll slide them a message and just see if i can come switch out some symbols and just pick up some new ones and i did and it was wicked i tried out that's so cool yeah i got like the constantinopoles i got the avidus ride which is like the one for me it is yeah so nice um yeah and a couple new symbols mate and it's crazy what new year does you know it really does you know, I don't rely on it, but it does definitely inspire you to play and sit behind the kit. And especially with jazz, I, that that was when I was like, you know what? Symbols really do make a difference when it comes to That's genre. the whole thing. Totally. Everyone thinks jazz kit and it's like, okay, you know, you're barely going to hear the kit at all. You're going to hear the ride yeah. and the whole time. Yeah. And so, I mean, we have, um, we have a minor, uh, I think it's just called a, it might just be, honestly be called a flat ride, but it's a, it's in their jazz line. And it's anytime we do anything jazz related at camp, I'll have them play some jazz on my kit. And I'm like, all right, now hold on. And I just swap out one symbol. And these are rock drummers that have never really tried to swing. I swap out that ride for this flat ride. And I'm like, just play quarter notes on this. And as soon as they do, the whole class is like, oh my God, it sounds like 1942. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, same drummer, same everything, just proper gear. And so I think what you said is super important. And we've maybe one day we'll have a full episode on this, but new gear doesn't make you better by having the new gear, but it does make you better because it inspires you to practice. So you're on the kit more, which is what makes you better. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I always tell my students when they're like in a rut, I'm like, dude, go buy a splash. Yeah. Go buy, a cow- buy a wood block, like spend $80 <laughs> total, but something new and you'll practice so much more because it's just kind of fun. Yeah, man. It was, it was good to geek out and just pick out some symbols. I already knew what I was going to go in for, but it was wicked to like, just grab whatever and it's been a while since i've done that you know like a good good few years i've just stuck yeah. with the same setup for a while 
Um, and it was one of those moments as well. I'm like, oh my God, I'm fully endorsed by Zildjian and I get free symbols. And it like, <laughs> and it's not a thing, you know, I just get to ask, can I come switch out symbols? Yeah, sure, come yeah. down. And I just walk away with like eight new brand symbols and, yeah. and they're and, going straight I mean, on eBay, which is wicked. <laughs> no, of course, yeah. <laughs> Every time. I mean, that's, how do you think I afford my lifestyle? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Brad, no, I'm going to need a 26-piece uh, kit. And uh, yeah. they're like, how come you always play a four-piece kit? Oh, I eBayed the rest of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why I asked for the 22 that I don't use. Yeah. Um, so real quick, though, you did get the Constantinople hats? Yes. Yeah. How are you liking them? Yeah, they're good, man. They're very jazzy, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, they are... Yeah. I... <laughs> so you can't be... Old no. school Eddie? <laughs> no, you can't, mate. And especially the crash. It, the crash is like the jazziest thing out of them all. Like it's very like you hit it and you're like, okay, this just this is jazz in a symbol. Do you know what I mean? It's right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, so yeah. It's it. You play jazz on it, but the ride is um my mate uh, Joe Clegg, who you know, yeah, plays for Ellie Goulding. He was saying that's his favorite ride, and it makes sense. It it, it can translate into the pop world and into the sort of like pop slash rock world but the hats and the crash they are for my jazz practice and and i think that's it you know okay, okay. yeah but they're, they're 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 beautiful they're but it's like i can tell you too they'd be good to teach on because they're just a little bit you don't have to you don't feel like you have to hit them to activate them yeah and so when you're one-on-one -on -one with somebody that's in the room especially like if it's at your place it's kind of yeah. nice to have gear that just lends itself to a few dbs lower you know yeah exactly um, but yeah they're beautiful mate. They're that's beautiful. cool man very cool I, I was stoked for you like i'm you know, I'm a minor artist through and through, but it doesn't mean I'm not a fan of great gear, whether it's, you know, Zildjian, you know, Constantinople's. I mean, that's that's big kid stuff. Uh, Istanbul Agap, like all that stuff. It's like when I see somebody get like, oh, you got the good stuff. Yeah, like, I didn't I realize get, I either. Excited. I, I oh, was really? in there yeah, and I no, was like, yeah, I have yeah, the hats, to... crash, ride. <laughs> and then the guy, he's called Bob. He was like, yeah, this... This is the this is the good this is the big stuff you know this is yeah, yeah. doesn't get more expensive than this and I was like oh I had no idea sorry mate I'm not taking them because they're the most expensive ones and he's like no so no, you it's literally fine. just were like I like this one yeah well <laughs> Dude, I, I, I jump yeah. on Tomon and look those things up man you got a new car I know I know yeah they're, they're <laughs> really big, they're, they're big boy stuff I had no idea because I was like all right I'm practicing drug because Steve um, Steve White was like yeah you want you you know try out some Constantinopoles and whatever and I was like all right yeah. I will, but I just yeah, thought... And then apply for financing. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I didn't think they... I didn't That's know so cool. they were like yeah. the top dollar. So he I he probably thought, Bob, that I went in there and just went, yeah, I'll have all the expensive stuff, please. But I did walk wow. out with a Constantinople and then a Trashformer. So... Both worlds. Do you know what I mean? That's I'll, that's honestly exactly. Is it Adidas that makes you easy, easy? Yeah, yeah. That would be literally like me going to the Adidas like headquarters and not knowing anything and just only grabbing Yeezys and be like, "Dude, thanks so much for the kicks." And they're like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next time." You're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I got a pair of campuses and then ten pairs of Yeezys. Cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, okay, he clearly knows that. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah. I'm stoked for you. When I saw that online, I was really happy. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Juno, you ready? What's your favorite rudiment, Juno? Yeah, cheese chutta chutta. She's a fan of the hybrid rudiments. So rudiments themselves, it's just a standard way for us to communicate through our instrument and through sticking patterns. Yeah. <laughs> okay, is, it, is that a treat time? No, no. It's like an hour and a half away. No, do me a favor and sit. Okay, now lay down. Don't do that. The Don't poor, do that. The poor 
For those I not watching, him. she's not lying down. She's just boring. She is not. <laughs> she is not. It, co- it okay. comes full circle to what you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I for those that are watching, I'm sorry that you have to see this, but the only way to get this to stop is I have to put my back to her. And so. then she's going to walk around the front. <laughs> she's going to walk. Look at, look at that face. <laughs> oh, that is so good. It's always the case, isn't it? When like you're trying to do something or talk <sighs> or record a Amber's podcast. Amber's in LA, so I'm on daddy duty. Oh, by the way, I know you'll be jealous of this. This is about <laughs> this is about rudiments. I'm taking her to In-N-Out tonight. Oh. I'm getting her just like just two, two patties and a bun, and that's it. And I just want what? her to have a good daddy-daughter date. Oh my god, mate! I'm so so jealous, mate. Do you know what I'm doing tonight? It's it's what's that? It's definitely rudiment about rudiments. Based. Yeah, it's rudiments. <laughs> I'm um I'm getting a Chinese, and for those in England, like you cannot beat like the typical like crappy English Chinese yeah. with like oh my god, I can't wait, mate. I've been really good. I've been having my smoothies for lunch, and I've been went to boxing today. Hence why I look like a sweaty mess still. 13 hours later uh, but yeah it's Chinese for me tonight so rudiments oh, great stud okay there you go alright let's get to some listener questions <laughs> <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll wrap it up with this rudiments are great cool um, they anyway, are back so to Chinese. good so good um, so with rudiments basically you're talking about a standardized version of <laughs> sweet Jesus <laughs> I love you to death but lay down <laughs> okay so, so good. <laughs> A standardized <laughs> sticking pattern <laughs> that can be combined with some flams or some roughs or some drags. So we most of my lord, <laughs> <laughs> she does not want you Down. to explain Down. what a rudiment is. Down, maybe not so close to all the electrical outlets. Stay there. Do not get shocked. I love you. <laughs> okay. So most of us know single strokes, double strokes, and some of our paradiddle, paradiddle versions. Um, and a lot of sticking rudiments are just made out of multiple singles and doubles. So if you have a double paradiddle, you have right, left, right, left, right, right. And with your, anytime you're dealing with double paradiddle, triple paradiddle, quadruple paradiddle, all you have to do is multiply the para, the two singles. So single paradiddle, para diddle, double paradiddle, para paradiddle, triple paradiddle, para para paradiddle. Makes it really easy to keep track of. And diddle basically means double. So anytime you're going to diddle something, you're going to double stroke it. That usually flips you to the other hand, so you have alternating rudiments. That being said, not all rudiments make their way to the kit flawlessly. There are rudiments, like I mentioned with Juno, the cheese chutta chutta. I don't play that hybrid rudiment on the kit. I can do book reports over ostinatos. I don't ever use book reports. So we have to find the, the value in these rudiments as drum set players because they were not designed for us. We have different things that we do as drummers, like a bludgeda or a herta, the way we play it, not a herta, but a herta, and they become drum set rudiments. But on our basic standard rudiments, our standard international rudiments, there are ones that work really good on the kit and you don't have to do much to them. So I'm pretty sure I know yours, but for the people that don't know your favorite rudiment, what is your favorite rudiment? Six straight roll. Easily. Easily. But like, I think that's my most used one on the kit. Um, I remember that that was the game changer for me, mate. That, that I remember learning that and then putting it into a feel. And you know when you learn something and it and it, and it's that magical moment. All listeners will will be able to like um, resonate with this. 
it was that magical moment, mate, where like it just all turned and my my mind just sort of was blown in an instant. And it was it was like these things that I've seen on Instagram or seen on YouTube or like heard in records that I never thought I'd be able to play. I was literally just like, mate, this is it. This is the golden yeah. ticket for me. Rudiments, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that rudiments themselves, especially the ones that lend themselves to the drum set, they are the big thing that unlocks the door for you to realize Juno. Juno, <laughs> Juno is pouring. What what does she what do you think she wants right now? I don't know. I think she just wants me to not be doing this. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like she's like, Dad, I just need some love. And it's like <laughs> But the problem is you know how it works with with dogs, the more love you give them, the more they're like, Yeah, now an hour of that. Yeah, so yeah, like, keep them going, man. To, yeah. You know, I love you to death, honey, but I have to talk about rudiments. It's super important. <laughs> Listen. Like, our listeners are freaking out yeah. right now because they can't get their their rudiments. We've fixed. like teased them with a bit of like rudiment, like <laughs> magic sauce. Yeah, and now like they gross. want the rest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, I, but I, what I was saying is, I think it's just really cool how rudiments can. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love it, mate. I could just see her face, and she just doesn't care about this podcast <laughs> right now. She is not even a little. Oh man, the tail, the tail's wagging. Oh, she knows what her she's little, doing. Her nub, <laughs> yeah. When those rudiments unlock the doors for you, you start to realize, okay, so maybe there's other things that I think are just a complete mystery that are rudiments or some or fundamentals as well. Like you said, a paradiddle out on a pad is right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. And then you get used to maybe the accents of dun, dun, dun. But then when you finally split it between hat and snare, and then it's like, oh my gosh, I've heard that before. And then you do an inverted paradiddle with your right hand on the bell. Ding, 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 ding. And like, oh my gosh, it's in every Rush song. Oh my gosh, Neil was doing inverted paradiddles. You know, one of the most heroic drummers of all time was doing inverted paradiddles. I can do those. And that six-stroke roll is usually most people's introduction to the world of triplet-based fills, where you're like, oh, I can do cool triplet fills now, instead of da 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 bang yeah boom Now you have... Boom. So I think that it's really important to analyze, you know, on both sides. I think it's important to feel things out and know like, wow, this just feels great because I put in the time and now I can do it on the kit. But it's also really important to think like, okay, so what is this six stroke roll? Well, it's a single, then two doubles in a single and they're equidistant. They're evenly spaced. Well, could I put the two singles at the front? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can. That's, yeah. you know, right, left, right, right, left, left. It's called a paradiddle diddle. It's crazy. Beautiful. Like how I remember when I learned that learned the parody do did I was like, oh my God, it's so similar, but oh my God. Like it you know what it proved to me? It was like, okay, don't spend too much time on one rudiment because when it mm -hmm. comes to like learning a new one or a different one, your muscle memory is so set in stone that it's actually really hard to get out of that. Um, totally. But mate, what I love about rudiments is that I feel like I never feel guilty for practicing them or playing them on the kit because right. they have genuinely helped my technique and control and dynamics. Oh, absolutely. It's like you're playing this really fun thing that sounds cool, but you actually are getting some good work in, you know? Yeah, and I think there's also a historical component to it where you know that you're practicing the same thing that everyone in the history of our instrument has practiced. Like, yeah. Buddy Rich played these, Dave Weckl played these, Travis Barker worked on these, Phil Collins worked on these. Like, 
they weren't working on a different six-stroke roll than we have access to or a flamadiddle. It's like the flamadiddle is the flamadiddle. And when I'm sitting there doing Swiss triplets and I'll do, you know, uh, four of them right-hand lead and on the last one, it's a it's an extra right and it switches me to left-hand lead. When I'm doing that stuff, I just think, hmm, I bet Dave Weckl did this. I bet Vinnie Caliuta did this. Yeah. You know, maybe they were three years old when they did it, but I still think they did it. And so that historical component of, okay, we have for a very long time, we have this set in stone set of rudiments, our commandments of drumming. I always call rudiments the DNA of drumming. It's what everything's kind of built out of. So we have that. But then what do you do with it? Because you and I don't use the six stroke roll the same way at all. I've seen you play like I, that's not how I do it. That's not what I do with it. That's the journey. It's like the six stroke roll isn't the secret. The secret is the work you put in after you learn it. And then do you realize that there are you can move those things around? You could have the double, two singles and a double. You can have the two singles and or two singles and then two doubles. That's the paradiddle diddle. Mm-hmm. You can mess these things up. You know, I mean, even right now, just try this for me. On do you have like a desk or do you have your lap? Uh I've got my lap, yeah. Okay. On your yeah. lap. Just play regular paradiddles right now. Okay. Just right look. I hope you can hear that. Okay, at that same speed, take that accent out of the beginning and just accent the last hit. So para de do, para de do, para de do. Okay. It's a whole different thing. Mate, I've done that recently. I've I've gone through the whole one E and uh only recently. Yeah. I would say probably a year ago, mate, which I've never done before. And, and then you it's it's like oh. My oh God. Like, I li- guess I never knew the paradiddle. Literally sat there with Travis in the living room and I'm like, how, one, how have I never done this before? Second of all, why is it so hard? And then right. thirdly, it was like that, just that 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 sort of like reminder of how amazing and how there's so many answers to your lack of creativity with just one rudiment. Like, totally. oh my Lord, mate, like going back to the six stroke roll, like just, I remember putting that onto the kit. So first of all, it was like, okay, let's, Let's make the dynamics or the speed or that sort of thing sound good on the snare. And then the next evolution was the toms. And then then it was like, okay, let's let's move a, a right onto the cymbal, but let's add a kick in. And then the next evolution was, well, let's remove a right and add a kick in its place or remove a left and add a kick in its place. And then it was just like, okay, well, let, let, let's pair this six-stroke roll with some singles or some double. It just goes on and on and on. And that's why I, I, I just think for people, I'm all surprised actually, especially the sort of band guys and girls when I'm like, have you tried rudiments? Like, I'm sure you have it as well where mates reach out and they're in a band and they're like, mate, I just, what do you reckon I should practice? And my first thing is always, do you practice rudiments or play rudiments? And they're like, no, I just, that's not really me. And I'm like, right, okay, well, go do that and then come back to me in like a couple of weeks and see what happens. Right. And they're just like blown away by what you can do with a six-stroke roll. And I, I just love them, mate. I think rudiments are just the answer to so many problems on the kit totally i mean yeah they just unlock a lot of doors and the thing is those same people that would say i'm not really into rudiments i could always say well just show me something you are into and they would show me something i'd be like okay that was a swiss triplet (laughs) yeah exactly i'm like yeah that's a rudiment those are flam accents Uh uh-huh keep going oh those are flam taps played as 16th note triplets over in ostinato keep going let's find them all you know and they're like what i'm like yeah it's no one's reinventing the wheel except for juno over here yeah. Like it's just <laughs> like it, it's it's one of those things that we all have to do it. It's just that a lot of us think we're not doing it. I think that that's really the 
the disconnect with rudiments is a lot of people think they're not doing rudiments. They're like, yeah, I don't do rudiments. I'm just into singles, doubles, and combinations of singles and doubles and flams and drags. And I'm like, okay, so the rudiments? Yeah. You know, it's like, you just don't know the name of them. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you just didn't want to have that Vic Firth poster in your room like everyone else did. I get it. I totally get it. But there, you know, I think it comes down to which ones can I take on the kit? That's why people give up on them because they get to something like a Rademacue or a triple Rademacue and they go, flap, 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 And then they just immediately go, yeah, I can't use that on the kit. And it's like, it's not about that. That flap, 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 that might be how you now start Pat Boone, Debbie Boone. Frat Doom, Deca Doom. Well, yeah, where did you get that skill to do that drag and that rough? It's like, well, you got it from your Radom So I think that to think that, well, since I can't use it on the kit, I'm not going to practice it is kind of silly. The other thing that I think when you're a more advanced drummer that's really important about rudiments and hybrid rudiments is getting to a place where you actually know what the information is. So let's say it's a book report or... Um, you know, uh, a double flammed mill. You can look at it, you can read it, you know what the information is, and your hands just can't do it. It's not a speed issue, it's just a brain issue with the pattern. Your brain cannot comprehend that pattern, it can't loop it. I love finding anything my hands can't do because I need to break down those little locked doors. I need to unlock those doors physically for myself. And so, and just like you said, sometimes you have things so ingrained as like, as soon as I hit the world of triplets, it's going to be a six-stroke roll. It's like, well, I don't want to be there. I want yeah. to be flowing in the environment of triplets. And maybe the six-stroke roll shows up, but it also shows up along 10 other different patterns, you know? Yeah, exactly, mate. I mean, <laughs> my thing at the minute is the the jazz, the swing with a shuffle. That is so hard. But even that, mate, I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks to Rudiments, I can actually play that with, you know... I'm not I'm not struggling as much as I was before. Yeah, I was struggling with yep. like what it actually is, but because of the rudiments that I've been practicing for so many years, like it enables enables me to do things way more quickly, mate. I yeah. Yeah. And I mean just like even if you're in the jazz swing world, you start to realize like, oh, this paradiddle diddle's pretty cool because it almost has the swing pattern in the right hand. Mm. You know, it's ding to ding, ding to ding, ding to ding, ding to ding. So if I'm going ding, ding to 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 ding, and it's like, wait a minute, I didn't even need to learn anything. I already had that one. Like, yeah, it's all there for you. And then it's like, well, what if I did paradiddle diddle six stroke roll, ding to ding, ding to ding, ding down, whoo. Mate, I love it. I'm getting excited. Juno's excited. I'm excited. Mate, Juno, so, <laughs> mate, Juno, you know what? I'm, the other day I did a masterclass for a college, right? And I was talking about okay. just like, just, just. I think it was called getting the gig, right? Ronan was away, and it was, and and I booked it in, and I completely forgot about it. Like the the evening before, my mate who works at the college was like, "Are we, are we good for tomorrow?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, no." Of course we are. Yeah, yeah I mate, just have a like, baby and a dog. Yeah, I got this. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> like message my mom, she was away. Like Rona was like away, and I was like, okay, it's cool, man. Like me and Tra- Travis going to be in the Zoom call with all these students. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> all good. And he was amazing for the first half an hour, right? And then after half an hour, he did a bit of a Juno vibe, where you know, bring <laughs> it, bringing me, off. bringing me lorries, bless him, and then shouting, and then hitting this, <laughs> and then throwing that, and grabbing wires, and, and I'm like, this, this is. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And then I finished, I finished and I'm like trying to have conversation whilst like my arms are going to the side like this, right? right? 
under yeah. the table, like just stop and just stop nodding, even though no one's saying anything. I look like a madman. I I stopped the recording, stopped the Zoom call, and then he just chills, and I'm like, cool, yeah, beautiful. So he <laughs> didn't like, want anything. Dad, I am worn out. I am worn out. Yeah, Juno doesn't need anything. She just knows that I'm giving you my attention right now, and she's being a diva, and she's like, I'm number one. Yeah. And the only thing that can calm her down right now besides a B-O-N-E, which I can't say out loud because she understands English, is me drumming. Like If I drum, it just calms her down. She falls asleep right on the stage, and the vibrations just shut her down. She's, she's good. She'll yeah. lay on her back, paws straight up in the air, happy as a clam. So... We'll get there soon. Okay, well, <laughs> for all of our listeners out there that are a little adverse to the world of rudiments, I don't think you have to tackle them all. That's not what Eddie and I are saying. Is like, okay, don't do anything else besides rudiments. But find the ones that are applicable to the drum set because they're going to obviously be the most fun and they give you the biggest payoff. So p- paradiddle, for sure. Inverted paradiddle. Singles and doubles go without saying. Um, Six-stroke roll. Paradiddle diddle. And definitely, definitely don't miss out on the groove that the double paradiddle creates. Ding, ding, ta-ta-ka, ding, 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 ta-ta-ka, ding, ding, ding. That is like the jam. That opens all the 6-8 Afro-Cuban doors for you. Even though it's not exactly the pattern, it's close enough that you're like, oh my gosh, I start to understand that stuff. And then from there, just start finding things where it's like, okay, everyone used to always ask me like, hey, you're really big on Swiss triplets. Show me what you can do with them on the kit. And I'm like, not everything turns into a chop. Yeah, yeah It's yeah, like, sure. I mean, honestly, for, for me, a Swiss triplet is three notes to get me out of a situation where I somehow accidentally added an extra kick. And all of a sudden, I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> we are on the wrong hand right now. <laughs> but I'm flying around the kit. And I'm like, hey, we're left-hand lead. Blah, blah, blah. And now I'm back out. Woo, there we go. Yeah. So, you know, it might be blah, blah, blah. That's all you get out of me putting in hours and hours on Swiss triplets or flam mm-hmm. accents. or So a lot of times you don't know how they're going to work out. But definitely the ones that I mentioned, those you just jump on the kit and literally put left hand on snare, right hand on bell, play the double paradiddle, and you get something awesome. You know, yeah. And then I would really just encourage all of you to listen to the melody that's being created with the hand. So the melody difference between a paradiddle and an inverted paradiddle is very big. And I, I don't choose what I'm going to play based off of a rudiment. I choose based off the sound. The right-hand part of a paradiddle is ding, da ding ding, da ding The right-hand part of an inverted paradiddle is Ding, 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 ding. I love. So those are two sonic options, you know, and that's that's why I practice that stuff. Yeah, same, man. I love it. I love the inverted. I remember the first time I played that as well, and it was the whole sort of like, like the first two rights on the on the on the symbol with the ding. Yeah. Oh my god, man. I don't. I remember when I just broke that sort of like broke through the so I could play at any tempo I wanted to, and I was like, oh my god, this is this is too. Sometimes rudiments on the kit as a feel, they're like too, and I don't mean to sound arrogant, but like when you nail them and everyone will get this, when you nail them, they're like, that's too easy. Like it sounds so hard. And then once you've got them down, you've put the time and effort in. Right. When you've got them at your disposable, you're like, your disposal, they're they're too easy. Sometimes they sound so good. And when you look at them, you're like, oh my God, it's literally just an inverted paradiddle. That's what I love about them, man. I love them. I flipping love him. I totally agree. And I think that, by the way, yeah, you froze in like the best way ever. I know. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw your face freeze and I was like, okay, <laughs> Juno's pulled the plug on this one. 
Uh, but no, I think that those those things start to open your mind to more things. And then you start to string them together. And your brain starts to go like, oh, well, what do, you know, paradiddle diddles sound like? Maybe I don't need to play them as triplets. So if I'm doing, 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 uh, 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 uh. Oh, okay. I could do them as 30 second notes and then they create this polyrhythmic feel. And maybe I could do the paradiddles, um, you know, in jazz. But ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it, it just never ends and it's beautiful. And I know that it is a little daunting because you feel like, well, so should I stop the rest of my life and just do that? And it's like, no, just make sure you mix it in. Yeah. It's just oh, like, yeah. you know, you can't just chew multivitamins all day and think you're going to be healthy. Just mix yeah, it in. <laughs> just mix it that's, in a little that's bit. A, listen, that's that's a bit of me at the minute, mate. I um, <laughs> I get my multivitamin chewy in in the morning, which tastes like a sweet. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I feel I feel great. I feel great. And then I do boxing once a week and a couple of other things. but And I have my shake in the afternoon. But today I've like fasted pretty much, mate. And I'm... Going back to so, the whole Chinese yeah, and then you make thing. a ter- yeah, I was going to say you make yeah. terrible food choices, and you're like Rona Chinese. She's like, I don't care. I look yeah. good all the time. But the funny thing you is, and I have this. She's on, a, she's on a diet at the minute, right? I don't know why. So she's not having any of it. So it's just going to be me, mate. So, oh god, can't wait. Well, wait, wait till you get here and you meet my metabolism walking human being of a wife. Oh, that don't. she'll she'll ruin everything for you because she's like, we should get pizza. But after pizza, we got to go to ice cream. And after ice cream, we should go get more pizza. I'm like, babe, I don't have your metabolism. I, I don't understand where you put it all, but I can't do that. I'll gain a thousand pounds. Bringing it back to the, the start of the episode, that that's another level of, yeah, I hate you. Yeah, you know, for me. That's <laughs> totally, like, that's totally. like <laughs> yeah, I despise of you. Yeah, I, yeah I, totally. I, I never want, I don't want to be your mate because I've got mates like that. Like they just drink beer, like lager. Like yeah. all, all the time and pizza. And I'm like, they're tanned and they just have six packs the whole time. I'm like, who are you, mate? Like, I look at a packet of crisps and I put on weight. And then, yeah, same. Like, I'm just getting flabbier by the day, <laughs> I, even though I just, what, do you know what I mean? I'm like, what is going on here saying uh, that? Uh, welcome to the Mike and Eddie Health Podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, this is why they tuned in, mate. This is what they really want to <laughs> We're doing know our best. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of some people that we hate because of how awesome they are, let's get to some patron questions. So first up, we've got Adam Stanley. Hey, Mike and Eddie. It's Adam from London here. I guess my question is a broader kind of discussion on um, evaluating, appreciating and accepting, you know, the trajectory of your drumming journey and your music career kind of journey as an old player and what your thoughts are on those. Awesome, Adam. Well, thank you for your question. We absolutely appreciate it. And that's a tough thing for everybody. I mean, the touring world has so much to do with luck and timing and networking and location, too. I mean, it's hard to network with people, even through social media, when you never get to see them in person. I mean, how are you, how are you going to compete with the networking skills of somebody that lives in London and is talking to Laura Mavula at the club every night and they become friends, but you sent her a DM hoping to be on her next tour? It's 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 very tough to compete with that. So that's a tough thing. But as far as like where you're at after 20 years, I think that it's really easy for all of us to fall into that trap because we think we've practiced for 20 years. But when you put the hours together of how much time you've taken this as seriously as the top level pros, your hours might fall short a little. So I would assume, Adam, you're exactly where you should be for the amount of time you've put into it. I can't imagine that you've practiced as much as Weckl 
over the last 20 years and it just, you know, the skills didn't just show up. It's just that like, well, when I look at it, I have been doing about 45 minutes a day of legitimate focused practice. And some of the top pros are doing four to five hours a day for those same 20 years. So I'm sure you're exactly where you are and that's, and all you can do is move forward from that. But I do think that you kind of have to make a, a life decision of what do you want? Because you can't be a touring drummer and a full-time drum teacher because you lose your students when you tour. And it's hard to be a, a proper family man when you're constantly you know, telling them, I'm doing everything I can to leave you guys. So as soon as I can get out the door, babe, I'm gone. You know, it's like, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> so uh, I, I have a question, though, for you, Eddie. I mean, I, I obviously, I want you to answer Adam's question, too. But when you get offered a tour, is there like a chat? At home about yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, there has to be. You're, you're leaving, right? Yeah, good question. Because, like, I had, um, like, a big gig, like, on the cards. It might have, it was going to happen, but then it wasn't. And it was one of these things. And that, and the only time I've ever had to have it be a question was, obviously, because of Travis now, you know? Yeah. And, and to be mate, to put, you know, I, it would take a lot for me to leave now and tour, you know? Like, I, I have other things in my life that, I love, you know, like teaching and this podcast, for example, you know, and like things like that actually mean more to me. And 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 I've done the things that I wanted to in the live area, and I've yeah. dipped my toe into the session world, and and uh, it would require a lot. And I don't think I think I wouldn't even need to have that conversation because I would already know the answers myself, you know. Yeah. Um, but and I'm assuming there also has to be a financial component to it too, right? I mean, I've definitely been mm -hmm. offered things where I'm like, babe, I know that it's three weeks but it's it's a lot of money like can yeah. you handle can you handle you know our world by yourself for three weeks so that i can do this because it's gonna it's kind of life-changing money for us so yeah. i'm yeah. sure that plays a role too. <laughs> yeah that does for sure <laughs> for sure but um luckily like things just work I'm, I'm a big believer in just like you know things work out how they're meant to you know like yeah it, it's, it's just it's weird how life just sort of ends up or turns into how it is. Like for me, for example, with the LTA, then breaking up, not knowing what I'm doing, then busted happening. And then, you know, like, right. and then this podcast, like me and you, I think it's just a, I think, yeah, it's a bit of a Yoda thing to say, but I just think by doing the things that you truly love and putting your happiness first, you, end, you always end up in positions where like, you don't have to think about things because everything just feels right and sits right, you know? Bit, yeah, I, I think of, that bit of a Yoda response. No, there. no, I, I agree. I that was one of the big things we talked about yesterday in that business thing was, I, I mean, I'm definitely the anti-business business guy. Like I've never taken a class on marketing or I, I mean, I've read when I read business books the whole time I'm reading it, I'm literally shouting like, nope. I wouldn't do that. No, nope, don't ever do that. Same as me. I'm literally <laughs> like, drummers would not be into that, mate. Yeah, Honestly, like, the amount of time, we've, we've said it before, but like, have you ever thought about running ads? And I'm like, yeah, I get it, mate. And like, I understand that works, but not for drummers. Not yeah, you don't, it, it's drummers. not normal business. Like it, we're dealing with artists here. So one thing that I was going to say to Adam is like, it's the same thing I told all of these people that were trying to like, you know, do what I can't stand is like, well, I just really want to crush it in 2021. I'm like, okay, and then you what? Just stop in 2022? <laughs> Why don't you just go forward? Don't yeah. worry about what the year is. And so what I told them was like, guys, you just got to, and I've said it on this podcast, but you have to point your compass towards joy. Whatever brings you joy. I don't know what that is. So Adam, if touring is like all you can think about when you're teaching, it's okay to be like, man, I don't think I'm a teacher. 
I just want to tour. I was the guy that was touring and all I could think about was teaching. So I moved my life towards the things that brought me more joy and shocking. I was much more successful at the things that brought me joy than I was at the things that I thought were my dreams. You know, yeah, 100%, so, man. Yeah, I completely, right, I completely oh, agree with you, mate. You've, you've summarized it well, man. You've summarized all right, well. let's move on to our next question. This is from Joe Ferrantelli. Hey, Mike and Eddie. Great podcast, guys. My name is Joe Ferrantelli, and I have uh, two questions with 35 different subcategories. Nah, just kidding. Uh, my first question is, I've played drums for a long time and then took a 20-year extended layoff um, and came back playing the drums about uh, two years or so now, um, fully inspired. Well, it's to the point where I think I need to connect with other musicians and start jamming uh, both in person and I would love to record from my house. Given this COVID world, what would you recommend with connecting with other musicians that are obviously non-drummers to go about doing that? My second question is, is besides the obvious answer of just practice, what do you recommend as strategies during a practice for soloing over a vamp in a song, especially like an extended solo, so that way you're not landing always on the one going over the bar line? Do you guys practice anything in particular or do you just practice over the vamp? Anyways, guys, I look forward to those answers and great podcast. Take care. All right. So Joe is coming to our camp together. Oh, what a legend. Mate, he sounds yeah. like such a nice guy. Um, I would say the improvisation bit, right? Um, rudiments. I, I think I actually did that, you know, like in, a, in an LTA song where there was a whole mid-eight section where it was pure improvisation. And uh, I based it around a, a single rudiment, just a paradiddle. And it honestly made everything so much easier it was he talking about a vamp is that a jazz thing so no like a vamp would be like a repeated phrase by the music so bump to bump 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 and then you're soloing yeah 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 i I would i would say a rudiment for me mate i think that's where i would probably start and yeah rudiment yeah I, i think the most important thing is just trying to find that balance of showing the listeners that you are playing with the vamp, but you don't want to hit it every time. You know, yes. it's okay to to hit the stabs maybe the first time or the second time and allow there to be space. You know, it can be you just hit the vamp with some big giant open flams and then you're slowly building up. And then as you're building up and the drumming is getting more dense, then you're just hitting a few of the notes, a few of the stabs of the vamp. And then eventually you've just left it completely and you're floating. You're letting that vamp happen. And those are one of those things where I'm always amazed. I'm sure you've seen this where the band is on stage playing a vamp, like a repeated pattern, mm-hmm. a phrase, and the drummer's going out. And I'm always going like, how does the bass player yes. not get thrown off by that Mate, drummer? How do they? How does that bass player have such good time to keep playing those notes where they are? Because I can't sing the vamp anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. a drummer. Mate, it happened the other day. I was watching a guy called Dexter Hercules, who's a yep. London guy, jazz guy, and he was playing in like a jazz bar. And I, I, same thing. I was like, I've lost these stabs. To me, you're out. To me, you're so out. Right. <laughs> and then like, he just comes in and I'm just like, that is, that is some serious. Because I keep looking. I want like, I want the sax player and the bass player and the and the organist to all look at each other like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. like, but yeah, they yeah, just yeah, keep yeah. going, bump. Yeah, yeah. Again, mate, it's the it's the I hate you level. It's like guys, yeah. Nah, you've especially you've, like when when somebody does the slow down thing, they're going scat to gap, but to get that to go doom 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 doom. Yeah, and but everyone stays in time except for the drummer. I'm like, yay, yay, yay. See, yeah, I think a lot of people think like this is my skank face. You know, when they got people going like, oh, you're so good. I'm literally going, I hate you so much. 
<laughs> You're at the top level. You're an MFer. <laughs> All right. So hope that helps. And then Joe's first question was about um, like connecting with people in lockdown and, and playing with real human beings. Mate, honestly, like if you can get yourself a Yamaha E8D, record a singles track into Logic, and then get them to send some music over and go back and forth and write and record some music together, mate. Oh, that's great. Just great. garage band, mate, and a Yamaha EAD or one mic. I mean, Joe has like a full recording setup. Oh, okay. He's yeah, pro level player. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think actually that's a fantastic idea. I would, I Joe. I think knowing your drumming, I would be very honest, and I would do it all in the comments. You don't need to speak to the camera for this because Instagram doesn't have enough time for it. But I would definitely in the comments just say, "Hey guys, Fusion drummer here. Just wondering if anybody has something they can play over the top of this." And then I would lay down like a fusion groove, and then you guys can just start back and forth developing it into something. And just do that like once a month and you'll start to connect with people and you'll be good to go. Yeah, man. All right. Next one is from Zolt. Is that how you would say that? Yeah. Yeah. That is how you said it. Because it was on the on the Zoom call, wasn't it? Zolt. Yep. Zolt. Yeah. Okay. I, I like it when you say it better. There we okay. go. Hey, guys. I absolutely love the podcast. Thank you so much for putting this together. My question is, what would be your advice for someone who has a career outside of music but wants to transition into a working drummer. The tips in episode number 32, titled Making a Living, I feel are great for young people, but someone in their mid-30s cannot take an 80% pay cut and start working behind the counter in the drum shop. Do you perhaps know about anyone in the industry that is a working drummer, but prior to making it as a drummer used to have a career in, say, computer science or something similar? Thanks. It's a great question. Yeah, it is, man. Because yeah, yeah, it's it's well put. But I, I honestly think like, no matter what your, it comes down to like, just just making as blunt as this may sound, like just making the 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 effort. You know, like I, I had school, and I still came back and just played drums from the minute I finished school to doing that, to 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 not being able to play drums. And I think it's always about just like. Of course it's hard. Making a living and just like practicing and getting better at the drums is one thing, but then turning it into a living, it, it is it is difficult. It's it's a lot more difficult. But I think it's just about using your time when you have time. That that's 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 it, mate. I think I think like if you want to make it your living, then 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 you will. Obviously, you know, like you said, not everyone can work behind a music counter now. Um, everyone has responsibilities, but there's a lot of a lot of hours in the day, you know, where you can really just sort of like spend some time on it in, in the evening. I'm sure if not just Zolt, but anyone, like I'm sure if you put together the amount of hours you watch Netflix or, you know, just hung out with your mates or whatever, I'm sure if you just took away a couple of hours and put that into turning the drums into a living and a career, you would you would see a difference. And I just think it's like as harsh as, and as blunt as it, as it may sound, it is very hard to make a living out of, the, out of the drums, just like anything creative. And I think you've just got to work hard and just be consistent wherever you, wherever you can and whenever you can, you know? Yeah, I think also for some weird reason, we as drummers that make a living off of drumming, like we never give anyone the freedom to not make a living as a drummer. It's like, no, you can do this. And it's like, you know, it's okay if you don't, right? Like, it's okay to have a great, well-paying job that allows you to enjoy drumming because you like drumming. Yeah. And yeah, it's everyone's dream to make a living off their passions, but some people have put themselves in a life position where they can't. I have my, my brother-in-law is a good example of somebody where 
he kind of worked himself into some very, very high paying jobs. And now there's very little freedom because his life is wrapped up into the financial world that comes with a very high paying job. So it's like maybe he does have some other dreams. Like, let's say he wanted to be a a professional golfer. The problem is can't take two years off of his high paying job to get his skills there to become a professional golfer because of his life is wrapped around this high paying job. You know, I mean, you get a nice house, get some nice cars, you have kids. And so it's not always easy. And I think it's really important to know that like, the only thing I can tell you is if you, if you really are like, no, I I want this very badly. I just, unfortunately, or fortunately happen to have a very good paying job. When I left the drum lab to start mikeslessons.com, I didn't, I didn't think like, well, I guess I'll just quit this and start that. I did mikeslessons.com out of a spare bedroom, just like Eddie said, on the free time that I had. And I waited until the income from that website surpassed the income that I was making from the drum lab. And then I sold my business. And then I went full mikeslessons.com. When I was going to open up learn video with mike.com and eventually close my website, my thought was I will start learn video with Mike. And as soon as the income from that video website takes over mikeslessons.com, then I can shut down mikeslessons.com just students i'm not shutting down mikeslessons.com ever everything's good but it it was always like well i'll do something on the side in my spare time until it overtakes my current income because i can't afford to stop working i my life is also wrapped up in the finances that i have because of my job so i can't quit my job to do something else so i think it just comes down to that but it's also like i said it's okay to be like well i do have a good paying job and i do have security and it's great for my family i mean dude you're a family man, Eddie, that like you have an artist income. That's a, that's a scary thing. Yeah, mate, it's a very scary thing. And I think I wish my first answer was this. I think you should never really make it like your priority to turn it into a living. You know, like like I've said before and like you've said before, mate, you should make the fun and the enjoyment the thing that you're chasing. You know, like if you yes. have a job, mate, a good paying job and a good career and you can play drums for fun and you can put down your drumsticks and not worry about anything that comes with it. That's amazing. That is amazing. Like prioritize the fun and eventually you'll do more gigging. You'll practice more. You'll do this. You'll be put in this situation because of how well you played that drum hit because how much fun you were having. And I think like then eventually you can go, oh, this little side thing, this this skill, this hobby is actually turning into something that I... It's paying 100%. the bills, you know. I think that's that's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to focus. It's like me with sneakers, you know. Like right. it was just something that I, I collected, and then I. You're bought, a fan of sneakers. Yeah, I bought a few pairs of my mate, and then cleaned them, and then sold them, and I was like, oh, cool. This is turning into something, you know. And I think that's it's like you said. It's easier to do that as a kid because you don't have a job, you don't have any responsibilities or pressures, so you can just have fun on the kit, and then eventually that snowballs into a career. But I think if you're an adult or or have a job, it doesn't really matter your age. I think you've just got to have fun. Just prioritize fun. And that, that side thing will turn into something that you can then call a career. Completely agree. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. All right, everybody. Thank you for sending in your questions. Now, if you're wondering how do I get to send in a question so they can play it on the air on the podcast and answer it, well, you can become a patron of ours. So go to patreon.com slash drum with Mike and Eddie. Become a patron there, and Juno will be very happy because that's how she gets her dog food. Um, But you can do that and then become part of our really cool, quirky family, and then you can submit an audio question as well. So mass appreciation to everybody that answered or sent in questions. Also, keep in mind, 
Eddie and I are professional drummers, which technically means that we are maybe one to two years past the mental acuity of a child. So when we give out advice, please take it with a grain of salt. We have no idea what we're doing. We're just doing yeah. the best that we can. <laughs> mate, that's it, man. We're flipping drummers at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? I just exactly. think, like, honestly, mate, like, uh, I've said it before, but, you know, that that image of that brain getting smaller and the, the smiling face getting bigger, right. I think that that's just, yeah. just have fun on the kit, mate. It will lead to so many cool opportunities that, like, pressures won't. Anyway. I, I agree, 100%. I think, we, June, I think this has, one's kind of done. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I think we did I, our best. I'll I'll up you. I'll update you on my Chinese next episode. Um, Would you mind maybe just for the next episode, just changing Travis like right on camera and just yeah. like I, he came in then. I don't know if you saw. I him. heard it. Yeah, he yeah. was like da 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 da. <laughs> oh, I like, came All in right. and I'm like no 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 I'll, no. I'll let right him now. in now though. He wants to he wants to just stay down the mic. Hello, Dada. That's his thing. And for everyone that's wondering, like, hey, how come this one wasn't on YouTube? Well, that's because we both forgot to hit the record button. Yeah, sorry. So. It's Sorry, audio YouTube, only. Yeah. But you're not missing out on much apart from just some frantic <laughs> Im- imagery and a sweaty Englishman and a beautiful and dog. Juno losing her freaking mind. Yeah. All right, yeah. everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 30. And for now, episode 30 is in the can. <laughs> Juno's like, thank the Lord. She's like, you give me that bone or I will punch you in your ding ding. <laughs> no, no punch in your ding ding.